Thank you again for joining me on this episode of the Freed Thinker podcast. This is actually going to be a very, very short, a pretty brief of the Freed Bite episodes. And in this Freed Bite episode, I'm going to try to answer the question of whether or not baptizo, that is the word that uh, in the New Testament translates as what it sounds like, to baptize, uh, always means full immersion. Now, here I'm not making the argument for pedo or infant baptism or denying credo or believer's baptism or anything like that. I'm just trying to answer the simple question of if the word baptizo always means full immersion, as some Baptists tried to argue. Some Baptists will try to argue the case that uh, credo baptism or believer's baptism is the biblical model because baptizo just means to fully immerse someone. Now, uh, there are a couple different ways that you could argue against this. I mean, Eastern Orthodox, Eastern or Eastern Orthodox person is just going to say, "Well, we fully immerse our infants," um, <clears throat> and whether or not you agree with that or not, um, they can get around it by saying, "Great, even if it did mean full immersion, we fully immerse." Um, so this, e- even if baptizo always does mean full immersion, that doesn't actually get us away from pedo or infant baptism. A Presbyterian, if fully convinced of that, could just say, okay, well, we're going to, like the Eastern Church, we're going to fully immerse our children. Um, doesn't say how long they got to stay under there. If you just slide them under, slide them out, they're, they're actually going to be just fine. So, uh, but I, I think there's a better answer to that. Um, someone in a Facebook group actually asked the question, and that's what prompted this episode, is that uh, the question was, quote, if infant baptism is propter practice, then why wasn't Jesus sprinkled? The Bible only speaks to his full immersion baptism. I'm going to give a f- about uh, nine different responses to this, because I think the question is uh, riddled with assumptions and problems and uh it, it doesn't necessarily the, the the question is trying to get to the answer it's trying to get to which is that infant baptism is improper because jesus wasn't sprinkled and only was fully immersed uh, has lots of problems so here are my here are my answers first the reason why jesus wasn't sprinkled at baptism uh, as a sign of the covenant is because jesus was jewish that is jesus was circumcised as a sign of the covenant not baptized um, a lot of people don't realize this, but John's baptism uh, was a, that of a ceremonially cleansing. Um, so he underwent the ceremonial cleansing of John's baptism. So in many ways, John's baptism was disanalogous to Christian baptism as the covenant sign and seal. The reason why Jews were being baptized, remember, this is before even on a Baptist or dispensationalist view, this is before the beginning of the church, so to speak, at Pentecost. And you had Jews who were already under the, the, the proper covenant for their time, already received the sign of circumcision, were going and getting baptized. Is that because baptism was a sign of the, of the Old Testament, uh, of the Old Covenant? 
Well, no, it's because baptism had a ceremonial significance. It, it was a cleansing, a washing, something that uh, made you pure or clean. It was not a sign of the covenant. And and you know, I did I did the 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 freed way uh, episode uh, not too long ago where I talked about the difference between things like immoral or unclean and and, and so forth. Um, uh, and unrighteous. Uh, and, and this is an example where Jesus wasn't sinful, but he still might have gone through times of uncleanliness. And before he would start his ministry as a rabbi, he would need to go through ceremonial cleansing. This is, the, by the way, this is the answer to get around that question. Well, if Jesus was sinless, why did he have to be baptized? Well, because baptism accomplished before, you know, and under the old covenant system, under the Mosaic law, it accomplished ceremonial or ritual cleansing. Um, it didn't necessarily mean that you were cleansing yourself from a certain sin. Remember, if you had had sex, if you had buried a loved one, if you if a woman had, you know, had, had her menstrual cycle, anything like that, they would have to go through ceremonial cleansing. That doesn't mean that they that those things were sinful or wrong. Uh, but for Jesus to fulfill all righteousness, which is the the the, the statement that it has, um, to to fulfill all right standing under the law, he had to be cleansed before he started his ministry. So why wasn't that's the first one? Why wasn't Jesus uh, sprinkled at his baptism? Because his baptism wasn't the sign of the covenant; it was a ceremonial cleansing under John. Another answer. Uh, what passage is unequivocally states that Jesus was immersed? Like most passages, down to the water or up from the water, the statements that, that he went down to the water or up from the water doesn't necessarily mean immersion. And it can refer to him literally going down the bank to stand in the water and then walking back up the bank out of the water. So you actually have to beg the question that Jesus was immersed. Now, I'm not saying that he was for sure not fully immersed or that uh, he that really does just mean he was walking down the bank or anything like that. It's just that you cannot build an argument from the assumption without begging the question of the assumption, right? In order to say that Jesus was fully immersed, you have to already assume that the statement means that he was fully immersed, which is just circular reasoning. You would actually need to defend that, not merely assume it. A third reason, the root word bapto seems to typically mean something like to dip or to immerse, but the word baptizo does not. It seems to almost universally mean to wash or to cleanse without any reference to the means. And so when, when we talk about baptizo, uh, it doesn't mean that they were fully immersed. It means that they were washed or cleansed, and it could be by pouring or by sprinkling or by rinsing, There could be, or it could be by immersion. It just, it just means to wash or to cleanse something without any type of reference to how it's accomplished. The fourth response, Jews baptizoed, this is the word used in the text, they baptizoed their hands when they washed, and we know that this was done by pouring water over the hands into a basin, right? They wouldn't actually immerse their hands in the water because that would be to stay, that would be, you're just circulating the dirty water around your hands. You're not actually cleansing your hands. Just like we use running water in a faucet to clean our hands, we don't dip our dirty hands in standing water to try to clean them because you're just dipping them in the dirty water then, especially as people continue to come after you as they come in the house. They would pour water over their hands into a basin to baptizo, to wash their hands. And so we know for a fact that baptizo didn't always mean 
uh, to immerse. It, there often the means was to pour, but the word again just meant to cleanse. A fifth reason. In Hebrews 9, the, the, the author of the book of Hebrews talks about the baptizos, the various baptizos of the Old Testament, um, which is the sprinkling of the blood of bulls and goats on, on people, on different artifacts, on the altar, and so forth, which wasn't done by immersion. Um, but Hebrews 9 spells out the various baptizos of sprinkling of the blood as the, chapters, as the chapter progresses. And so we know that it uses the term baptizo explicitly to refer to various sprinklies, sprinklings and ceremonial washings. A sixth response. If you claim that baptizo must mean immersion, then you actually make Jesus a liar. Why is that? Because in Acts 1.5, we read, quote, for, and this is Jesus speaking, quote, For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus is, end quote, and so Jesus is saying that what is going to happen at Pentecost is a baptizo. Now, if you're the one making the argument that baptizo must mean full immersion, then that means that Jesus is saying that at Pentecost, it must be a full immersion in the spirit. It can't be. It can't be a sprinkling or a pouring or anything like that. It's it it that that if baptizo just the if the conception has to be fully immersed, then Jesus has to be saying you will be fully immersed in the spirit. Yet, when Peter says what happens as seen by the tongues of fire, he conveys it via Joel two, where the spirit is poured out. In uh, Acts 2, 17-18, Peter cites Joel by saying, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophe prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy, end quote. So Jesus calls it a baptizo, which the, the person making this argument says it has to be immersion. And Peter says that it's expressly a pouring. So if baptizo only means immersion, then either Jesus is wrong or Peter and Joel got it wrong. Uh, either way, you're, you're stuck on the horns of a dilemma of saying somewhere in Scripture it, it, it got it wrong. Or you can just say uh, baptizo doesn't mean full immersion. It means that you will be washed in the Spirit. You will be awash with the Spirit. It doesn't have reference to means, and then there's no problem there. Uh, seventh response. Now, even when I was a credo Baptist, I didn't find the case convincing that it was only immersion. So you have to remember, my denominational affiliation has nothing to do with my response here. That's important to keep in mind. So for example, in Acts 8, where Philip baptizes the Ethiopian eunuch, the Greek term ice is used for to or towards or into, and it's present 11 times in that same chapter. With the exception of verse 38, which is the verse in question about them going down to the water. They're going ice the water to into toward the, the water. All the other instances are clearly directional to or toward. They are never into. So all other 10 uses in the same chapter of ice are directional. They are, they are not into something. They are to or toward. They're never into. The term ek is also uh, far more often the directional term from rather than from out of. 
So it's very, the very normal reading, the way that, that Luke, the author, regularly uses this, this preposition is directional, right? So it's the very normal reading that they went down to the river. They went down the bank to the river and came back up the bank from the river. Uh, in fact, the last location marker was the chariot itself, which acts as the focal point. They went down from the chariot in verse 38 to the river, and then they came from the water. It's implied that they're going back to the chariot. It's there where Stephen vanishes, right? So uh, that, that verse doesn't mean that they went down into the water. It means that they went down to the water. They went down the bank. Uh, they went down the, the, the bank towards it. Number eight, we can also see that in Acts 9, Paul was baptized in the house of a a commoner in Damascus. Now, people back then didn't have bathtubs, right? Unless you were very, very wealthy, you, you didn't have the ability to have that much clean water. And so you didn't have bathtubs back then. They would wash over basins over which they would pour water over their heads or or their hands, and they used some kind of rag to basically give themselves sponge baths. It's wildly unlikely that the person, this commoner in the house of Damascus, would have anything like a modern baptismal to do full immersion baptisms for. Uh, He would have most likely been sprinkled or poured over as his baptism in the house of the commoner in Acts 9. Uh, A final objection, a little bit of a historical flavor that adds color to it. Josephus records that the Jordan River at the location uh, where, where, um, uh, where, where Philip baptizes the Ethiopian eunuch um, was about ankle deep and would maybe be waist deep during flood levels. So unless it was flood levels, which again, if it's flooding, you're not going down into the river, right? You don't want to be swept away and die. Uh, Fully immersing someone uh, in a couple of winches of water, not very probable, not likely. And the chances of them going down into uh, the Jordan River during flooding uh, is also would have been, uh, you know, highly dangerous. It would have been, uh, you know, potentially deadly. The chances of them doing it are, are so minimal um, that, that saying that, that they were fully uh, immersing people in the Jordan at this period, uh, um, either, either uh, with Philip or when Je- uh, Jesus was being baptized in the Jordan by John, um, is just so improbable um, that, that, that it makes it um, unlikely, again, besides everything that we've seen, that baptizo means immersion. So the simple fact is, outside of simply a bald assertion that it only means immersion, Unless you beg the question that it means immersion, there's almost no texts where baptizo is clearly something being fully immersed. Now, this again, this doesn't prove paedobaptism or disprove credo-only baptism. What it does is simply make the lexical case that baptizo just did not only or even mostly mean full immersion. So when the credo-baptist says something like, well, baptizo just means immersion— they're just saying something that, that pretty much any, uh, any Greek or New Testament scholar knows is just factually wrong. Well, thank you again for joining me on this episode of the Freed Thinker podcast, this Freed Bite. Good night and God bless.